Hello and welcome to episode 11 of The Manic Podcast with me, your host, Liam, and my ever-glimmering co-host, Tobias. Hello, you lovely people. How are you doing, Tobias? I'm good, Liam! Yeah. How are you, Liam? Oh, I'm good, Tobias! <laughs> oh, it's not even a musical episode. It's not. No. Otherwise you'd be squirming more. I would be. And we'd have another guest we to make up for We probably would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Emily. Don't you miss uh, Emily? I miss Emily. Back when we had another person here, does the sofa feel empty? No, I quite like the space. Yeah, I can't even reach you from here. I bet you love that. I do love that. <laughs> there's no I risk. hate you. <laughs> yeah, well, I love you too. But there's no risk. That, there's no risk that I can just randomly like reach my arm over and straight your face or lick it. Well, when we started these podcasts, we were sitting side by side, so close. knees touching. It was almost weird, and I say almost because we secretly loved it. You secretly loved it, and not that secret. You loved it. I just loved you just it. Loved it. Yeah. Yours was more of a secret love. It was more forbidden. To be honest. When you suggested going over there, I kind of missed you for a moment. I was like, oh. oh. Uh, it was us again. now you can look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. We're not singing. We're not singing. You will see. No. <laughs> I can't sing more than that. We might have to pay some money. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> I, I might have to Google to see if we're allowed to use that. <laughs> I, I think it's not as good as the original, therefore it'll be fine. So, episode 11. <laughs> Jazz hands don't, don't convert well to... To just audio. That's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing this week? This week, we have our second Geek Showdown. This dun, time... Dun, dun. Oh, I thought you were going to do EastEnders. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I feel like we need our own, like... We should work on that. We should, we should work on that. Anyway, Geek Showdown. It's the MCU versus the DCEU. What do they stand for, Liam? Don't know. Ah, oh, MCU. You know what MCU stands for. Yeah, Minecraft. No. No. Um, Mutant Caterpillars. Take it seriously. Marvel Cinematic Universe. You generally forgot there, didn't you? I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> I got hooked on Minecraft and, and something about Caterpillars. <laughs> what did the DCEU stand I genuinely don't know. Is it just DC Universe? There's an E in there. Is there? I've just said DCEU. Oh, I don't know. What does it stand for? DC Extended Universe. Because for some reason, I guess they would have had two Cs next to each other. They don't say Cinematic Universe. It's Extended uh, uh, now I'm sure if we're both honest and we are brutally it, honest, brutally honest. If 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 we were just looking generally, we at, are brutally honest. We basically slated Doctor Who last we, time. We did, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Doctor. Sorry, um, Jody. We think we like you. It's cool. Don't worry about it. If we just simply put up the MCU versus the DCEU, we would just let. Marvel win. If it was just to choose one, yeah. well, we'd probably go for Marvel. But we're not going going to do that this time. No, we're going to be more diplomatic about it. We are looking at the first five films from each franchise, and we're going to judge them in order. But, so the first DCEU film against the first MCU film, and we will pick a winner out of those two, and we've got a little score system that we'll explain as we go along. We'll have a little chit-chat as we go along. A little chit-chat, and by the end of it, we'll have discussed... One will be dead and the other will live. It won't be that extreme, oh. <laughs> but we will have a winner. We could end up with a draw. We haven't discussed... <laughs> One of us could end up no, no, we haven't discussed, actually, what we think of the films like this which is why one that's one of the reasons why i decided we should do this i thought it was a good way of going about it yeah so we're only dealing with these current shared universes so we're not going to look at things like the dark knight or the first hulk with eric banner we're not interested in those or like all the tv stuff no it's just 
The first five films. specific films from each franchise. Now, obviously, the MCU, they've got loads of films out. We've had 20 films, I think. 20 yeah. films, D- yes. D- a... DC is, is, is flagging a little bit Well, there. there's only been six. Now, we were... We quantity were, over quantity? We were Quite originally out. going to do six against six, but Liam hasn't seen Aquaman. Not yet, no. No, so we can't rate that one this way. So we're just doing the first five. Yeah. So shall we get straight into it, Liam? Oh, we should jump on in. Okay, well... We'll start with the first pairing, the first death match. Ooh, death Iron match. Death match. Iron Man versus Man of Steel. Ooh, Ooh. Tony Stark versus Clark Kent. I Let- mean, in a fight, we know who'd win. Well, you'd imagine. I'd assume it was Superman. But if, let's be honest, the moment Stark realises Crypt Knight's a thing, that's happening. Let's just give a bit of a discussion about Iron Man as a film. What as you think a standalone of, as film. As a standalone film, forgetting that it's against Man of Steel right this minute. If you remember in other podcasts, I've mentioned that I've, I personally struggle a little bit with plots that are war heavy or that kind of theme. And this one does have that to a point because obviously he spends a lot of it trapped in a cave with terrorists. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very heavy on that side of it. But I do like this film in the sense of you get to see him develop the suit. Yes. It's not just, I'm already here, I'm a fully fledged superhero. You see him developing it all. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good introduction to the character. Uh, it's a very good introduction. Largely, I think the casting of Robert Downey Jr. Was was well done. It was spot on. Yeah. Uh, he works very well. He's actually probably more likeable in the film than he is the comics, to be fair. I think he is more of an arse in the comics, isn't he? Yes, I think, I think he is, yeah. But it works as a good origin story, not only for the character, but... This is the introduction to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. They weren't sure at the time when they made it, that's definitely what was going to happen. I think they're lucky it went the way it did. Well, really, the key point is, you have the film, but then in the post-credits, you have Samuel L. Jackson appear as Nick Fury. And that was done, not as an afterthought as such, but it was... It was an Easter egg. It wasn't really meant necessarily to lead on to anything. Yeah, it was just something. It was a nice look because uh, the comics were already using Samuel L. Jackson's likeness for the character of Nick Fury. They just basically went, wouldn't it be cool? That connection, it went down so well. Upon that, the whole universe was built. Yeah. Um, So Robert Downey Jr., Samuel Jackson in there. uh, Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts. It's got a good cast all round, really. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I do agree. Cool. Uh, How do you think of it as a foundation for the MCU? I think it's a very good foundation. I think it came in quite strong. It set the tone for their styling of films, if that makes sense. It came in very strong. The effects are very good. The characters are well done. And it shows that they're still going to have humour. It is a very funny film. Yeah, which, to be honest, Marvel has done well. They've kind of... They set the tone early. formula a little bit. Very early on. When he's testing out... I mean, the first bit's quite serious. I mean, he Stark's quite a funny, dry humour kind of character. Considering it's a film where he spends the majority yeah, he with terrorists, kind of zooms into it's quite cars a funny and all this kind of stuff. It's very funny. It is very funny. I think, to be honest, that's one thing Marvel has done very well. They've they found a way of injecting humour and generally not losing the plot or the characters. Yes. It's got the balance very well. Right. What about moving over to DC? Man of Steel. I liked Man of Steel. Um, I think it's fair to say a lot of people would assume Marvel is the the, the, the highest step when it comes to films. But it's, it's not always the case. I mean, I think one thing that DC does tend to do a bit better is uh, dark and gritty. Yes. It's definitely their thing when it comes to films. There's a lot more depth to characters sometimes, if that makes sense. Do you know how come Man of Steel got made? No. Basically, Christopher Nolan did the Dark Knight trilogy and made Batman very realistic. Rather, we just had all the George Clooney campness. And basically, he came in uh, in 2005 with Christian Bale as Batman and wanted it as realistic as you could make a guy dressing up as a bat. The, the Dark Knight trilogy 
very successful. And people kept asking him, what would you do with Superman? And basically, he didn't want to do Superman. But his writer, David S. Goyer, basically said, this is what I think your version of Superman would be. Which is why Christopher Nolan is the producer of Man of Steel. It's the most realistic Superman we've had. Didn't direct it. Zack Snyder came in and directed it and co-wrote and all that part of it. But the story is essentially Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer, who did the Dark Knight trilogy. I didn't know that. That's cool. And... For me, this this might not go down well. Man of Steel is my favourite Superman film. Yeah. I mean, it's the sixth one with with Superman as a solo hero. Yeah. You had the four Christopher Reeve films and the one Brandon Routh film. But this is this is so different. It's not campy. No, it's at not all. at all. It, it takes itself very seriously. I will say that out of every film we're discussing today, this is the one film I remember the least. Just because I th- it's one of the ones that I watched the longest ago and sticks in my mind the least. Not because it's a bad film, nothing like that. It's just I don't remember it as well. I absolutely loved it. When it came out, it went into my top five films. I was like, so this is brilliant. I loved its version of Krypton. All the other versions was very kind of white and very futuristic, stylized, cold. Yeah. This one it gives you a world it gives you like uh species it kind of gives you a gritty gritty realistic view of an yeah. alien planet coming apart that, i mean that is definitely um dc's thing yeah. they've gone okay marvel have got this this constant like comet like vein running through yeah. and i think instead of trying to level that which they have started doing in later films they have started injecting more humor yeah instead of going let's just try and emulate exactly what they're doing let's take a different approach Let's make it a bit more gritty, a little bit more real. Because mm. if there's one thing that MCU isn't, it's realistic. Re- for most, in most aspects, I think a lot of their films are It knows aren't it's real. a comic. Yeah. It does know it's and I think a comic. And I think out of the two of them, if you were to genuinely believe one of them was real, I think you would go DC. Because it, it, it's yeah, more maybe. grounded. It's grounded yeah. more than anything. Which is actually quite funny. Because DC... you got a flying alien. Well, DC has fake places. Gotham City metropolis yeah marvel uses uses the real places yeah so it's kind of interesting that it's that way around okay man of steel has been met with quite a lot of criticism i personally really did enjoy it but it wasn't for everyone it was a very different take on yeah, Superman that not everyone was ready for, I guess. What do you think of Henry Cavill? Okay, I'm not sure if this is a judgment on Henry Cavill as an actor. Or the character. The character. What they have missed out, and we've already slightly touched on this, Clark Kent is meant to be quite goofy. He's meant to have this almost like... He's likeable because you kind of relate to him somehow. Well... Because, you know, we're all okay, like Superman. The whole thing about Superman is that he is different from every other superhero you know. Because everyone else, it's... Tony Stark is a person who puts on a suit to become Yeah, their secret identity is reversed yeah i mean clark kent who you would normally be your ordinary person that's the secret identity yeah superman is which is why it's confusing when any when they're on screen and they call him like kal-el i'm like that's not his name (laughs) oh no of course it is of course it is yeah but you see that's that's the thing i i think he's fine i think he looks the part i think from a serious action orientated superman he's perfectly fine for it yeah but it would have been nice in all this time to see a more comical, goofy side. Yeah, the problem is Henry Cavill visually is a very good-looking bloke, which he's meant to be. Superman is meant to be a stereotypically attractive bloke. Yeah. That's what he's meant to be. But Henry Cavill is chiselled. He is chiselled. That To the point that you don't see him as goofy. But again, it's the same thing goes in reverse. Like, if you go back to MC, like, characters like Thor, he's chiselled but yet he can still come across as funny yes chris hemsworth i mean we'll come to thought it later. might be an actor thing or it might be a writing thing or a combination it might be he is 
he's quite a serious person, isn't he? He seems quite serious. Or Cavill. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Although, it's interesting. In our last podcast, we were talking about uh, Doctor Who. Yes. And I just took us off on a ton- tangent into uh, James Bond. Yeah. Henry Cavill was up for James Bond once, nearly got it, but was overlooked in favour of Daniel Craig because he was too young. But he would like to be Bond. And I remember an interview with him on the Graham Norton show when they were talking about the fact you're Superman and you want to be Bond. Do you not think that's a little greedy? At which point his answer was, or awesome. <laughs> and it it's would true. be. But the thing is, I'd actually quite like to see him as Bond. I think... I think he'd make a good Bond. He, he's got the right look. It would It would be an interesting test to see if he does have that charisma because Bond needs a charisma. You've got to. Yeah. You can't just be a good looking guy who can fight. It would be interesting. Obviously, he's just taken up the mantle of Geralt in Netflix's series of The Witcher, a very popular video game that's that been... I know nothing about. So you're not, <laughs> I you're not au fait with it, are you? No. But um, I am. I've played The Witcher games. They're very good. And yeah. I don't know what the casting's going to be like because the character Geralt is a, meant to be a much older character. Not like elderly, but uh, he's seen the world a bit more. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he carries that across because Geralt isn't a charming character. He is okay. more just like he's a more Aquaman kind of character, but a bit older. So he's, he kind of carries himself. He doesn't really give a shit. Okay. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. But the film as a whole, it's a good. It's a good film, but it doesn't hold my memory as much, which the, is probably a sign. There, there was a certain things in it, like towards the end of the film. Spoiler alert. If, to be honest, if you've not seen the films, you should probably not be listening to this podcast right now. There'll be spoiler warning. Um, basically, Superman kills. Towards the end of the film, he kills Zod. But, and people were so outraged because Superman doesn't kill. It's like, hang on, he he killed Zod because Zod was going to kill lots of people and basically gave him no choice. I don't see the issue with that. And also, Superman's reaction to having killed someone, he's out, you know, he's so upset by it. And on the, I, sa- on the same vein, people say, yeah, well, Batman doesn't kill. And I'm thinking, yeah, but if he did, he might have solved some problems. <laughs> Yeah, true, the only reason true. the Joker is as powerful as he is is that they refuse to kill each other. That's the whole dynamic between them. He, Batman won't kill the Joker, so the Joker escapes and kills people. Yeah. Why won't he kill him? He should. Saying that, they're in America. Why hasn't he got the chair yet? Do you know what I mean? True. True. Yeah. <laughs> and they've but, been around yeah. a while. Oh, no. Gotham has got his own rules. True. Throw out the rule book. <laughs> um, now, the problem with... Whereas Iron Man... Mo- most people just really like Iron Man, and it's a good, strong foundation to build... A, a cinematic universe yeah people were divided about man of steel but it is the film that has built the shared universe so if you've already got a film which it started off on a rocky road you're building a franchise on a rocky road that's the problem isn't that it? is a problem but i don't think it detracts from the fact that i think the film is done very well a little bit long maybe it could have been a bit shorter it takes itself very seriously it is a long the film fight sequences are good but go on quite a long time which is generally a theme yes that is that is a quite, theme for DC's yeah. films. Points come in now. Points. Right, and, Liam. And unlike Pointless and Who Lines It Anyway, the points matter here. The, the points do matter here. Liam, which is your favourite of the two films? It's Iron Man. It is Out Iron of those Man. those two, it's Iron Man, I'm afraid. I mean, it, that's not the easiest choice in the world, but it is, it's Iron Man. Okay. This is actually a bigger division in my brain than I thought it was going to be. Because I actually really do like Man of Steel. Yeah. But... If I was going to only watch one film for the rest of my life and never see the other one, I'd have to go with Iron Man. No, I agree. Right, now this is where I've just got to explain... The point system. The point system. I was just thinking that. So, the very un-geek-like way of scoring here, we're following football rules Which is why when you said to me earlier, Liam, do you understand the system? I was just like, no, No. not right. If uh, we're going to be judging each pair of films, we have both chosen the same film. So, this film is going to get three points. If we'd chosen different films, then they would have got a point each. 
and we're going to add up all the points at the end and see which one of the MCU and the DCU we end up liking the most. Yeah. So, so far, Iron Man gets three points, which means the MCU gets three points. Okay, which now leads us on to our second pairing, and I think this is going to be quite an interesting one. The Incredible Hulk versus Batman versus Superman dawn of justice let's start with the incredible hulk what's your what's your thoughts on that one i always feel sorry for the hulk um <laughs> what the character or the film a bit of both he just wants some love bless him <laughs> um i always feel a little bit sorry for the hulk because he in a way not in the same sense as like hawkeye he's almost the joke of the avengers because he doesn't have his own, he he's not known to be great solo do you know what i mean he hasn't had the most successful solo stretch okay films I totally agree with you. The Hulk film uh, starring Eric Barner was a long mess. Although I did like Eric Barner, to be fair to him. The Incredible Hulk, which is the one that we're dealing with here, honestly, out of 20 films in the MCU, it's my least favourite. Yeah. That's saying, that's saying something. It's not that I don't like it, because I do think the MCU has a very strong bar of quality. Oh yeah, it's, it's still well done. But I'm not a massive fan of Edward Norton, who plays Dr. Bruce Banner in this. Yep. I think he was the wrong casting choice. He is the wrong casting choice. And in all fairness, he gets recast. This is very, the own, yeah. his only appearance in That's the, the... I think one of the annoying things as well, though. It's like, it's the only character introduction for the, for the universe that's not the same actor. Not as a lead, no. It's the only time that's happened. Yeah. And I agree with their decision, but I do like continuity. Yeah. I love continuity. And Edward Norton wanted to do the Avengers. Did he? Yeah. I'm glad they he didn't. Would, uh, no, it's that, nice that someone wants to be involved. They, they said, no, that because we only want team players. He, he rewrote the script himself to have more of him. Did he? Yeah. That does sound like him. Yes. You see. And now, it's not like I don't like anything that he's been in oh, like he's in fight club i love fight club yeah but one of my big bugbear is that the, the yeah. term right is i think whoever you cast as bruce banner should realistically look like the hulk as in the hulk should be a bigger green version of the actor you've cast yeah which i think with his recast mark ruffalo that works perfectly it worked with uh eric barner in the previous film yeah. which isn't part of this franchise but Edward Norton to the Hulk, no way. They no, it, it just doesn't look right, does it? Doesn't it doesn't look right. Do you know one of the things I don't like about the Hulk films? The fact that the enemy is normally just another version of the Hulk. That's... But saying that, a lot of these films do that Marvel anyway. especially is just an, an evil version. Of the hero. Yeah, it does do that. Black That's Panther, one of the main complaints. Ant-Man, Iron Man... Basically, um, Thor in a way because they're both gods, but yeah. it's. I mean, that's an. We've already we've joked about this off cast yeah. before that um, it makes sense from the first introduction film that you introduce this great power or a suit, and then there's another version of the suit that gets taken by the bad guy. But then, as long as they do something different for the sequel, it's normally all right. Yeah, but a lot of the time they don't. <laughs> Often, The Incredible Hulk is the forgotten film. Yeah, um, but I understand why. But made more because of the recast. Yeah. I mean, Iron Man 1, that we've just discussed, there's a recast in that. James Rhodes started off Terrence... Star, Ter, no, Terrence Howard. Wrong Terrence. And then changed. Yeah, Terrence Howard, and they recast with Don Cheadle, who they wanted originally and couldn't get. Yeah. So they just... Feels locked. a little bit like the first guy was just filling space. Where, again, he wanted to come back. It really annoys me when someone wants to come back and right. doesn't and can't, but then people like Natalie Portman, who don't want to be involved are still rumoured to be involved. We're getting ahead of ourselves now. I am, and in I'm fact, sorry, we're not I'm even going to be discussing that. I'm <laughs> genuinely a little bit angry. That's fine. The thing about Terrence <laughs> Howard not coming back as James Rhodes was that he got paid more than RDJ in the first film. Yeah, because he was the first one cast. They didn't know they were going to cast RDJ. <laughs> right? They and, went, nah, no one's possibly bigger than this guy. didn't want to pay him more for the sequel, so just got rid of him. 
And oh, got really? Don Cheadle in. Yeah. But anyway, so Incredible Hulk, not a fan of Edward Norton. My biggest problem with the film, I think, because it's an all right film. By the, the last big fight, it might as well just be a computer game. It's just yeah. one big CGI monster against another CGI monster. That's the problem when and not the something best relies on CGI. No, the CGI in it isn't the best. No. It does have a little cameo from Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Um, it doesn't have... It's one. Of the, it's the only film, I think, in the MCU which doesn't have a post-credit sequence or mid-credits. Oh, really? Because they put it in the film. The, um, you've got General... What's his name? Thaddeus Ross. Uh, William Hurt plays him. He's sitting drinking in a bar towards the end of the film. And Tony Stark comes in and basically says, I'm helping putting together a team. Basically, what, what Nick Fury does in the post-credits of the... Which I think is inaccurate. It, yeah. Iron Man is not... No, but again, it's just another reason why this film seems... It's the forgotten one. Now, they have... Obviously, they recast Hulk to Hulk still in the franchise. They have brought back General Ross as a senator in the more modern films. So it's good. It's connected. Yeah. And there's always rumours that Betty Ross is going to turn up at some point i don't think they necessarily will but there's always the rumor well i don't we're never gonna just get a hulk film i don't think not anymore no uh, if we were going to it would have happened by now well they realized with the avengers they know how to use him as part of a group and he obviously he was in ragnarok he was in ragnarok which worked yeah uh he's in the obviously all of the avenger films and i think after avengers 4 if they well Endgame, as we now know it's called. Um, I think Mark Ruffalo has one more film on his contract. Oh, really? Then so, he's done. Yeah, so he's, they might finish him there. Just because he's got it on his contract doesn't, doesn't mean... Doesn't mean they'll use it. It means they can. But he's someone who... Can, but they might not use him in, again until the next Avengers film. Do you know what I mean? They might not want to squeeze him into someone else's individual film. Yeah, that makes sense. Though. Um, but, right, so we've said it's perhaps not our favourite. It is definitely one of the weaker films. Let's cross over to the DC franchise. Very controversial film, this one. Batman versus Superman. Give me your thoughts, Liam. I like this film. I do like this film. I, yes, it it falls short here and there. It has some laughable moments. Martha! Martha! What? We've got the same mum with the same name! Oh, Let's be not be enemies! <laughs> I mean, that is... That, to be honest, that's one of the letdowns of the film. It is. And it's such a shame, because actually... There's a lot to promote the film. Have you seen... I mean, how did you see it? I just watched it at home. Have you seen the extended version? No. I have. That's what I watched yesterday. I struggled to get my girlfriend to stay awake through a standard edition film. Do you know how long the extended version is? It's three hours. It's a three... Yeah. So I watched three hours. I, I can't... I, I struggled to sell a two and a half hour film. Now, tell you what. Three hour film? Better than the theatrical version. Oh, is it good? Because they put in the bits that they should have put in in the first film, uh. and it makes sense. You don't realise that you're missing certain... They missed that whole character, played Ooh. by Jenna Malone, a doctor. I can't think of what her character's name is. But she she examines the bullet. She puts together a whole piece of the mystery of how come Lois Lane understands something, which they just skip out of the film completely. <laughs> of course they do. All right, certain things are good about the film. Yeah. The fact is, it's got Batman in it. I love Batman. Batman is my favourite hero. Do you bleed? Yes. Oh, I should just point out, because we are, we're trying to be neutral, actually, on yeah. this. We, we've not come in going, Marvel's going to win, no. or whatever. I'm being neutral today. I'm wearing Captain America socks and Batman pants. I think I'm, that's that's only fair of you, to be honest. I think it is. But I've kept Batman close to where it's important. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fancy Batman. That sounded wrong. Just saying. I'm not the one with Batman on my crotch. Right. So we, Henry Cavill's back as Superman. We've already discussed yep. him. Now. <laughs> the ben, very controversial casting. Ben Affleck 
as Batman. What's your view on that? I actually don't mind him at all. I think he's the best one. Yeah, um, I understand why some people were a bit worried yeah. when he was cast. Because, again, he's had ups and downs. Daredevil, the Daredevil. film, wasn't brilliant. Oh, Daredevil. Yeah. <sighs> but Just know, a, a quick minute silence for Daredevil. Let's not have a whole minute. But I, no, really, I When they announced it, I was alright with it. It wasn't one I was necessarily expecting. I don't think anyone was. Uh, ben Affleck himself has been told... No, no, no. He, he said in interviews, he was told when he was offered the part, don't check social media. He couldn't help himself. He did. And the first thing he said was saw was a comment going, no. <laughs> I really, really wanted Carl Urban to be cast as Batman. And apparently he was up for it. Allegedly, yeah. he was up for it. Uh, I think he was quite a fan favorite. But no, we got the Ben Affleck casting. So many people, so many people hated the idea. But actually, I think right, as much as as popular as the Dark Knight trilogy is, I never took to Christian Bale. No, I think it doesn't help that, you know, that outside of filming, he's a bit of a dick. Do you know what I mean? He's known for it. Yeah. And that, despite the fact they're a character and you should take the character at face value, the actor's rep does carry. Christian Bale went too growly and animal. Well, that's well, there's that running joke that you don't know what he's saying. No. <laughs> also, I never really felt that he got Bruce Wayne right either. No, he didn't. Bruce Wayne is meant to be this charming businessman. A ladies' man? Yeah. And all that. What, and... what women would want to. Yeah, but... Ben Affleck, I think, actually, is the perfect combination. Uh, I do like the DCU's Bruce Wayne and Batman. And I think across the board, he is one of the strongest. Yeah, yeah, he is. I, I think his costume is a little chunkier than I'd like it he to be. He does come across a bit bulky. Yeah. A little bit. But in defence, Ben Affleck is quite bulky. Yeah, he is. He's, he's not thin. His muscles aren't like these rippling pecs you know what i mean yeah he is quite a bulky bloke but no that was good uh another controversial casting for very unpolitical is that right unpolitical reasons wonder woman uh gal gadot yeah honestly people didn't like the fact that she has small breasts and wonder woman is meant was to that have... really one of the issues? honestly that's one of the reasons given why she shouldn't be cast people come um, on I... it's 2018 now when was the film released what year was that 2016 two years ago people get a grip i th- think wonder woman in a film called batman versus superman is one of the highlights of that film it is and considering that as i say it is batman versus superman she just kind of slides in there yeah and it worked well yeah she is one of the highlights of that film although while we're talking about casting yeah and um, you said that obviously batman's casting was a little bit controversial yes don't think it was quite as controversial as um no. lex luther oh one of my favorite villains Potentially. It is one of your favourites. It's never been one of mine. Purely because of the Michael Rosenbaum version in yes. Smallville. Now, let's be honest. Now, I I had a, had a rant. You had a little hissy fit, basically, didn't you? Uh, before it ever happened. And people told me to calm down and it would probably be fine. Like, All right, princess. Put it your wa- shoes back on. It wasn't fine, was it? No, he it was, wasn't. He was terrible. Yep. Because, and I'm not, even, I'm not blaming Jesse Eisenberg. No, because he's good in his own right. He, in the right role, and you know what? Do you know how his name came up? How? Was right. it as a joke? Right. You know in the beginning of the film, which I don't think it's verbalised in the theatrical version, but in the extended version, it's outrightly said that the guy who gets killed in the opening is Jimmy Olsen, right? When uh, Lois Lane is in the desert, and basically Jimmy Olsen is CIA in this version, uh, and they kill him in his basically his first scene. Good times. Right? They said when they were putting this scene together, wouldn't it be great if we got a famous actor to play Jimmy Olsen? And someone said, why don't we get Jesse Eisenberg? And somehow... Wait, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. So they went, let's get someone who we can kill off quickly in and then cast him as the big bad. They cast him as Lex Luthor and... The confident, 
businessman. Lex Luthor is not insane. Well, arguably. But if he is, it's it's he's intelligent. And he's he someone it. who, at times, becomes the mayor of Gotham. He becomes the president of America. And the whole point is, he's not. He he, he has a bond to start with. We are going like you, especially, is going from the Smallville version. Yeah. Not all the films have done that. A lot of films just bring him straight as, as the villain, villain yeah. and that's fine. And I'm happy with him just being the villain. I didn't need the good side of it. No, but Jesse Eisenberg is not. Lex Jesse Eisenberg comes up across more as just a manic character. He would have been alright. Now, one of my favourite Batman villain, villains. Zaz, maybe? Zaz. I could see him more as just a weird knife-wielding Not as mentalist. physical, though. Not no, physical. but I could see him more. I could see him as the Riddler, to be honest. I love the Riddler. I still hate it, but yeah. Well, yeah, no, I wouldn't have chosen it. To be honest, Jesse Eisenberg, as Jimmy Olsen, would let's have been make, brilliant. Tell you what, let's make him Scarecrow. Put a mask on him. Don't have to look at him. Yeah. Oh, that's harsh. That's you to be mean now. I just don't like him in the role and he's upset no. me. So many choices they could have had as Lex Luthor. They went down the wrong one. I think they... Well, who else was up for it? Do you know? Brian Cranston was always being named. Again, that would have been great. Though Brian Cranston himself said, you're just saying that because you've seen you me bold. you see me bold, yeah. yeah. You see someone bold and you assume they I'll tell you what, now. I'm going to put up someone and I put someone up at the time when I was doing my... I, people didn't like mine. I'm telling you what, it would have been better than Jesse Eisenberg. It's a role that you wouldn't normally think of this person being in. And you're going to know because it's someone I always put up for things. Tom Cruise. I could have seen shave his head. I could see him because, as you don't like that, you just did a massive twitch. <laughs> no, 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 I did twitch, but that's not... I, I could see him. I can't picture it, but that's... As the president of America. Oh, yeah, easily, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, that's the sort of person... The whole point is, he's... I suppose he's a bit like Daredevil's version of Fisk. He's this businessman yeah, who's but without evil. size. I mean, he needs that oh, yeah. big... He's, oh, yeah, the whole point... Oh. The whole point in Lex Luthor is he's not brawn. He's not got the brawn. He's, he's got the brain. He's intelligent. You know, when it comes to fighting Superman, he gets a massive suit. That's the point. He's not strong. He, I mean, he is, but he's not. Not that. That's not the point. Not he is intelligent first. Kind of he's brain. Um, and for me... Jesse Eisenberg could have played Brainiac easily. Yeah, we've not had Brainiac yet. But that would have been... I could see him doing that. I would love Brainiac. I would as well. The only version I've got is James Marston playing him in... Um, our master's playing him in small and that to be honest it wasn't a very good version recently saw an animated version very good uh, i can't think what it's called i'm waiting for them to bring brainiac in but so many better castings for jesse eisenberg lex luther and i feel validated in that it you've seen the film yeah it wasn't good so all the people who told me to wait screw you guys i was right it was terrible casting i i got behind ben affleck worked out i got behind gal worked out i didn't i never got behind jesse and it didn't work no. so on that what's your favorite what are you gonna choose uh you know what i've just had a massive rant about it but the fact is batman versus superman did something i didn't think they'd do with their second film apart from the fact it has batman in it they killed off superman yeah they've got doomsday and they kill superman right fine spoiler alert it doesn't stay dead we we know this but they they did do that, and I didn't think they'd do that so early. And I think there is actually quite a lot. I watched it yesterday, and I was drawn to quite a lot of it. I think their rendition of Batman is good. Uh, Superman's fine. Wonder Woman's good. I think it's messy. I think it's a messy film. It is a messy film. They tried so hard to bring in these extra characters who maybe should have got their solo adventures out first. But I'm going to go with Batman vs. Superman over Incredible Hulk. I am as well. So, yeah, no, we both agree with Batman vs. Superman. I think it's just because... If anything, if Hulk was a better film, it might not have done it. Yeah, true. But it's not, so it did. Third pairing, Iron Man 2 versus Suicide Squad. I don't think we've got a lot to talk about on these ones. 
Uh, definitely not about Iron Man. No? Well, let's start with Iron Man 2. Um, for me, it's the weakest Iron Man film. Now, I agree. I didn't used to think that. Yeah. I used to think the third Iron Man was the weakest, yeah. but the more I see it, the more I, I like that. it. I came out liking Iron Man 3, but yeah. yeah. Um, only because Mickey Rourke's character, is it Whiplash? Mm-hmm. Doesn't do it for me at all. I don't think Iron Man 2 gets the ending well. I didn't come out really buzzing from it like I did a lot of yeah. MCU films. One thing I will say for it, which I found out, which impressed me, Mickey Rourke, obviously, what language is he in it? Russian. Um, he learnt like, Russian yes. for the role, but they didn't ask him to. He just did it. No, but he gets annoyed and he doesn't like MCU because he didn't get free reign to do what he wanted. Yeah. That's... Uh, I do think Sam Rockwell's very good as Justin Hammer. We are given our first appearance of Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Is that in that one? That's her first appearance. She starts off in the Iron Man's and then crosses over to the Captain America's, really. There's not a lot to say that film. Uh, the, to be honest, I don't really remember Tony Stark in the film that much. They're dealing with an element from the comics where he's a drunk. And it maybe isn't the best element for the second film. No. I think t- they get the tone wrong a bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit. They started their world building now. because they a good film. It uh, is a good film. Nick Fury's in it a lot more. Not a mass amount, but you've got more Samuel L. Jackson... Yeah, because he's trying to... Because, basically, they're trying to get Tony to control himself. Sort himself out a bit. Yeah. It's a, it is a bit messy. And to be honest, I did enjoy it. But, unfortunately, yeah, it's the it's down the bottom end of the MCU. So, unless there's something else you can think about... No, there's definitely it, not. Let's go over to Suicide Squad. What do you think? Now, I know that, generally, across the census, it is considered a flop, yeah? Mm-hmm. It didn't do well. People didn't like it. I like the film. Yeah. Yes, it's got so many weak points, but I like it. I think the mistake they they have is they brought a lot of characters together without giving them any introduction first. They're not characters you necessarily need introduction I feel like for. we could have met Harley Quinn first. Maybe. Through a Joker film or mm. through a Batman film. Yeah, but we haven't had that. This is no, a, that's this the is thing. thing. I like it. I think it's actually one of the first DC that tries to bring humour in a bit more. Yeah, but the marketing was wrong. Yeah. By this point, the Guardians of the Galaxy come out. They should have called it the Will Smith film maybe yeah <laughs> uh i think in david ayer who directed it he basically now said he wished he'd spent more time on the joker definitely should have now a lot again we've got controversial casting here people didn't like jared leto what do you think of him as the joker i don't like that version of the joker right i think they've gone the wrong way they've gone more gangster style with that character than what the joker should be and i just don't think it's the I, I think harley quinn is the right style for that kind of joker margot robbie's good yeah i think she as harley quinn is is fine nothing wrong with her i think she's one of the strong points of that film yeah but the joker is wrong the joker's not meant to be gangstery tattooed I don't really right. have that much of an issue with him i had a conversation with i think someone you know though laban yeah and I remember us talking about his casting at the time. The, I don't think the film had come out at that point, though. And we were just saying, because you've had the Jack Nicholson Joker, the Heath Ledger Joker, the Cesar Romero from the, the 60s, and people always have, well, this is wrong, this doesn't fit. But Laban kind of said it, and I think he's kind of right. No, no. Because of how the Joker is, all of these Jokers are the Joker on a different day. Yeah, that's true. And that's I think, sense. actually, you look at that, yeah, no, I can kind of get down that. And let's be honest, no matter who you cast, it was going to get issue. He was following Heath Ledger. Yeah, who died after the doing the role. I mean, no. the next time someone had as big a shoes to fill as Will Smith when now he's playing the genie in Aladdin. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There are roles and actors who you wouldn't want to follow, but sometimes you shouldn't. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, Aladdin but, will prove if you should follow Robin Williams. Let's be honest. Well, I, I like Will Smith, but who knows? I don't mind Will Smith in Suicide Squad. No, I think he's, he's fine. fine as Deadshot. But I do think they focus on him a bit much. Yeah, but he's well, he's there late, and yeah. Smith he wanted to be. You know, I think Margot Robbie is brilliant, perfect casting, which is good because we've got a few films with her coming out as Harley Quinn. We have got more Jared Leto as the Joker, which I think actually I could deal with it because I just want to see a bit more character in him. But we've also got Joaquin Phoenix. As the Joker in his own film coming out, which is now not going to be connected to the DCU which at is all. Standalone, is it? But at the same time as we're getting all the DCU films, okay. I find that a bit confusing. It but is us a bit who weird. can follow it, let alone the fans who won't have a clue what's going on. That's going to be interesting. There are things to enjoy. Killer Croc. I know. I know you like Killer Croc. You waited quite a long time for Killer. Croc. I did. I mean, he's not done well. It's Adwali, who's also in MCU. But it's just... It's a messy film. Well, I actually think the the issue with Killer Croc is his aesthetic. Yeah. You know what? If they had gone more... I know they were trying to go a bit more realistic with it. Yeah. If they hadn't, if they'd gone a bit more Arkham game style Croc, and actually a bit more like a Croc... Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I'd have been more alright with him. But I get the way that... Oh, they... yeah, I get they've tried to kind of ground it a bit more, and... You know, that's fine. It just didn't... The character was fine, but it just looked a bit pants for me. Okay. Well, so we're going to crack on through these two quite quickly. We're going to have to, yeah. Which one do you prefer? Suicide Squad. This is our first disagreement. Oh, really? You know what? If I did vote for Suicide Squad, it would be for Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, but not the film itself. Do you know what? If Iron Man 2 had a different main villain, Whiplash puts me off the film. I I find the Marvel film a lot more enjoyable. That's fair enough. And again, if I watched only one more for the rest of my life, it would be Iron Man 2. That's fair enough. Which actually means that's our first disagreement, but it does mean that so far MCU and DCU are drawing three uh, pairs in. Fourth pair, Thor versus Wonder Woman. Ooh. Quite a pairing here. Let's deal with Thor first. Don't nod at me. Tell me what you think of oh, that. Oh, right. I thought you could ask me an in-depth question. Uh, okay. What do you think, first of all, Chris Hemsworth casting? Again, they got lucky with who they got. Yeah. That is... That's, Marvel have been so lucky that they've got the right actors to play these characters. Is it luck? Yeah, I think it is. Because if he wasn't available, what if he had another project on the go? That's what I, I think it's luck that they found the right person to play it. The thing is, I'm not saying he's the wrong person. I think Chris Hemsworth is very good. And I wouldn't really want anyone else to play the role. But looking at the comics, he's not right. No, no, no. He's not right compared to... The, in the comics, he is more of a like a stoic kind of traditional older character. But I think he's right for the direction they wanted the character. Yeah, what they've done with it is absolutely fine. And the more the franchise has gone on, the more Chris Hemsworth has been able to show off his comedic skills. Yeah, if they'd gone more traditional to the comic books, the way um, Anthony Hopkins plays Odin is more like Thor. Thor is more... Yeah. He is more... like He's an older, kind of more serious character. Again, across... I mean, going beyond Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, Anthony Hopkins as... They've even, in a supporting role of Heimdall, got Idris Elba. Not such a big role then. No. But he's become such a big yeah. role. Uh, I mean, I, I think the breakout of it is Loki, though, isn't it? Really, Tom Hiddleston, yeah. Who, again, is someone else who's up for Bond. Both Idris Elba and Tom Hiddleston. I really want, if uh, this franchise do bring in J. Jonah Jameson yeah. in Spider-Man, Hugh Laurie would be my choice. Yeah. I think he could play that as, you know, the perfect casting was uh, J.K. Simmons, but he, he's... He's Gordon now, isn't he? Yeah, he's in DCU. But anyway, so Thor, I think I went into that film actually not really knowing what to expect. Me too, because again, I wasn't really familiar with Thor. Quite enjoyed it. I thought it was quite yeah. a nice surprise, actually. It's got that fish out of water aspect when he comes to Earth and he doesn't really understand anything. So he's yeah. just kind of doing his own thing. Our first little, little tiny glimpse of Hawkeye. Jeremy True. Runner, also, it? we have Natalie Portman. No, you've already said you're not a fan. And to be honest, I'm not a fan. She has slated the franchise as well. I will say, I'm, it's not just this film. I don't really no. rate her that highly. I've never been a massive fan since the Star Wars films. And I'm sure she's a lovely woman, but no thank you. I think it's got a good cast. It is a good, fun film. 
Uh, and also very different from the very scientific uh, Iron Man and Incredible Hulk films. Oh, yeah, it's gone completely the other way. It's, it's gone from science to gods. As a world-building film, Asgard took us in a different direction and actually something the MCU needed at that point. I think it was good good placement. Well, it gave us more than Asgard as well. It gave us, like, the, all the realms. Yeah, Which yeah. I think is a great way of doing it. Moving over to a film that you've actually only just recently back, yeah. seen. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a very well done film. Now, I haven't heard, because you did only just watch it, and I purposely didn't ask you what you thought, so this is all new. I don't know what your thoughts are on this. Wonder Woman is a very well done film. I mean, their casting of Gal Gadot is, is, I think, actually a very good choice. I think she's great as Diana. Is it Chris Pine? Chris Pine, yeah. Yeah, I think actually the, all the casting in that film is quite well done. Yeah. David Thewlis from Harry Potter. Lupin. Lupin. Yeah, okay, I didn't know his character, actor's name. Yeah, a twist I saw coming. Yeah. Literally, well, the moment they put him in it at the beginning, like when they first introduced him, I was like, they're a very big actor. I like the film. I think it's a good film. As I've said before, I find war bogs down stories and it, it automatically, even if it's a brilliant story, it automatically puts me off it a little bit. And it, it's a very war-heavy film. Tell you what, Marvel and DC, they love the old Nazis, don't they? They love Germans and Nazis season well it's, it's a good thing it's an easy evil, enemy that you're not going to be wrong about isn't yeah. it you're not turning yeah. it someone into an enemy they're there but yeah, it was Again, a very war heavy film um, i think uh, well, i can they? never say the name of the place where one will come from her home atlanta no no wrong that's, one that's a thing you've not even seen yet <laughs> true true uh, um, no, I don't know. Wherever the Amazons come from. The sunny island. Beautiful. Oh, well Again, done. the visual effects, really nice. There's a scene towards the very beginning when the plane first crashes with Chris yep. Pine. Uh, but it's not that bit. It's where it skips outside the bubble. And the ships are coming in. It's all dark and misty and horrible. And one of them reaches their hand into the water to pick someone up out of it. Yeah. And his hand goes through the bubble and his hand goes into the sunlight. That is well done. This, this, the film is very well done. Considering Wonder Woman has not done well recently. Now, as in, like, it, people it, were weren't sure it was going to do well. No, they weren't sure be that they couldn't make it. Joss Whedon tried to make Wonder Woman. Yeah. Several times. Wonder Woman is the first female-led superhero. I mean, we had Supergirl in the 80s, but in modern cinema, Wonder Woman is the first. She's her own character. She's not a spawn of someone else. Like, no. obviously, Supergirl is Superman. Yeah. Spider-Girl, Spider-Woman, Spider-Man, Batgirl. They all come from another hero. Yeah, Wonder Woman is her own lead in yeah. herself, in her own Wonder right. Wonder Man doesn't sound right. But there is a Wonder Man. Is there? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, nearly. Very nearly. In fact, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Nathan Fillion was cast as him. Wow. But they cut it out. Oh, cool. No, it's a good film. Um, For me, it bogged itself down with all the war stuff. It's very essential to But there are some really cool moments in it. I will say, it's the first... I mean, obviously there was humour in Suicide Squad, but Wonder Woman gets it right. I think there are actually some laugh-out-loud moments early on. Her conversation, her interaction with Chris Pine is very good. you got Lucy Davis from The Office as I cannot think what the character's name is, but like the little kind of sidekick. Etta Candy. Etta Candy, that's it. She's also in Sabrina. She is. Which is probably how come you know. She got a lot lot of hate for... Did she really? Because of her weight. Because she's not stereotypically stick thin, she's a bit rounder. Yeah, she she got some hate for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, But she she works really well in it. I don't think I can think of a casting choice in that film that's not well done. No, it's, it's, it's well cast. It is good. I think, honestly... Out of the... It's the fourth film in the DCEU. It's the first one which really hasn't hit the negativity. No. To be honest, normally they have negative thoughts before they come out. People are expressing them. But this one, people weren't sure what was going to happen. Honestly, it was an outright success. It was a pleasant surprise. The first one for the DCEU. But I do think... I mean, I'm looking at these films. Thor versus Wonder Woman. Which which is your favourite? I would choose Thor. 
See, I'm... Only because purely because of I've told you about the my my, my issue with war. That yep. that swings it. It's so heavy with war and all that. It it just puts me down a little bit. I I'm really I'm struggling here. I think Wonder Woman is the better film. It is a better film. But if I could only watch one of them for Do you know why I think I have an issue with all the war stuff? I watch films to escape little bit yeah and i think it's a bit too close to home because the world isn't a happy place no <laughs> and there is a lot of war and horrible stuff going on and i think i like that escape that i can i'd rather watch a film about gods fighting in the sky and do you know what i mean yeah no i get that i do get that i think that might i think i, it, don't think I think I there's have... less escapism in there for me i like the place my bit they had to go through this one the next wonder woman film uh is set in 1984 okay so that might be a bit better for me so, to be fair it's being called wonder woman 1984 which i don't think is actually the greatest title why do they do that? <laughs> but uh, and also, Chris Pine's back. He did die. Yeah, I don't really or get. Did that. he die? Well, he, I'm guessing not. It he could exploded. be a, he, he could be a vision. He could be. An it could be. But also, you never saw him. You just saw the plane he was at one point in explode. Yeah, he could very easily have parachuted no, out of that. I really did like Wonder Woman, but for me, yeah, Thor, I did. Yes, right. So we both agreed on that one, which leads yes. us to our final pairing of this podcast. Ooh. Because you haven't seen Aquaman, so we can't go on. No, no. So. Captain America, the first Avenger, which is about war, versus <laughs> Justice League, which is a giant war. <laughs> it's a different kind of war. Yeah. All right, so we'll deal with Captain America first, because it came out first. What's your thoughts on Captain America, the first Avenger? I like it. I like it. I like, <laughs> I like it. It's all right. Um, yeah, it's good. It's a good film. Um, it's definitely the weaker of the solo Cap films. Like, Winter Soldier's a better film. I like that it shows how he becomes Captain America. The effects haven't been... I wish the effects were just a little bit better. They're so close, but he never looks right as the weedy guy. No, he doesn't. But uh, I like that they've done that. Oh, yeah, they try, yeah, it, no, they've tried. They've done it well. It's just not well enough. What I can say about the casting on this, I remember when they were talking about casting for it and they put up names. Now, I already knew of Chris Evans and I really wanted him to get the part. I went as soon as I saw his name and he was their top choice and he turned it down. He didn't want. He didn't think he wanted his career to go that way, and didn't want right, to sign on to decade of films. He wanted choices. Robert Downey Jr. went to him and said, "Please, I think for my Iron Man, I need you as Captain America." That does sound like Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Um, if I'm going to be good, you need to be there. <laughs> Which I'm, I think you just take it a compliment and get on with it. Yeah, don't you? Well, but it, you know what? It's nice because it's moved on since then. Because it was Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans who put up for Tom Holland. Oh, really? They both backed him. They both said, we want him as Spider-Man. That's And cool. I like the fact that Chris Evans has gone on to do that. You know, it's like, Robert Downey Jr. did that for him. He he was offered nine picture deal. Oh, right. He committed to the six. In the end, it turned out to be seven. But because of the two Avenger, Infinity War and Endgame films. But yeah, so the thing is, he didn't want to do it. But he's he owes his career to it now. <laughs> yeah, and he's very thankful. <laughs> and he, you know, he uh, when he finished filming Endgame. Oh, yeah, he sent out. Yeah, you know. Messages um, and stuff. Now, I don't have such a big... Again, it's got Nazis in it. I like Hugo Weaving, and he plays Red Skull. Underused villain, but I'm glad he's there. I love Hayley Atwell. Hayley yep. Atwell's Peggy Carter. Interesting thing here, because I can do... Go back to uh, Iron Man 2, Black Widow. Originally was meant to be Emily Blunt. She um, was filming Edge of Tomorrow that overran. Couldn't do it. So, Edge of Tomorrow, is that the like, repeat one? Yeah. Okay, I remember. Uh, couldn't do it, so that happened. Lived I Repeat, that's, that's what I was thinking. Well, yeah, but that's not his proper title. No, that's how Edge, I remember yeah, yeah. the title of it. That was what the title was meant to be. Was it meant to? Yeah, that was 
but people didn't think they could do that. It's on the cover, isn't it? Yes, so, yeah. they made it look more like the title than Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow looks like a subtitle. Yeah. So Scarlett Johansson, Johansson was a recast for Black Widow. They then offered Peggy Carter to Emily Blunt, and she didn't want to a sidekicky character. <laughs> so uh, she get her own series. Yeah. So uh, Hayley Atwell took the role on, got her own two season series, has appeared in quite a few films. <laughs> so you know, it's well, how it goes. Oh, Emily Blunt. But now she's Mary Poppins, so it was good. Yeah, but again, she was in line for Captain Marvel, and I think she was interested. So I don't think she's. Uh, going to... I'm glad though because she doesn't strike the the right kind of actress for, um, that, role, for that role. Stanley Tucci, I think, is great as Doctor Erskine. Don't really remember. He's the one who turns Captain America into Captain America, but gets uh, killed. So quite this early is on. probably after Man of Steel. This is the next one I remember a bit less. Well, I will say, whilst there's positives and it's got a, a very American feel good factor. Oh, to it, it is. It's like everybody's um, great. Unfortunately, maybe it's the Brit in me. I don't know. Maybe. It's one of my least favourites out of all the MCU, unfortunately. But not because... Do you know why? They pro- I think they spend such a long time turning him into Cap. I'm, I'm happy with all that. Uh, I don't care about Bucky, which is interesting considering what happens to Bucky over the franchise. Yeah, but he's not a focal point, really. No, that one. That's not. the point. That's why when he comes back as Winter Soldier, it's a bit more... Ooh. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Hugo Weaving had his, his issues, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he and then did. he didn't come back. That's he why we've now got Ross Marquand, which is good. It's fine. You wouldn't know the difference, to be honest. Really, no. not really. It's a shame because I do, I've been a fan of Hugo Weaving since the Matrix films. He, what, did he just not want to be in it? He didn't enjoy the makeup and stuff. I guess it's a lot of, you know, the whole Red Skull. I makeup. mean, I get not liking makeup, but you know, you're in a Marvel film. Get over it. Well, yeah, but if people don't like it, they don't like it. You know, True. it's kind of. I find the money. If you helps. don't want all the dollar, dollar, that's that's, that's what I'm saying. I find all the, the yeah. money that I'm being paid helps with that. But I tell you what, though, I mean, one of my favorite actors at the moment, Idris Elba, he had a little slate about Marvel. Oh, really? He got over it. Uh, because did. no, he went. He well, was. will kill you off. He then. was filming as uh, Nelson Mandela, and also being treated like it, uh, and then had to do a reshoot uh, of I don't know which. Yeah, and he was strung up on harness, and he said it was very downgrading, almost. It was kind of... Well, yeah, because you, you've gotten used to a certain yeah. way so of the character. He was very anti, but he changed his mind, and he said he absolutely loved Thor Ragnarok. He said it was a completely different film experience, and he would happily do more. You know, it's all... I think he just... I don't think he enjoyed the Dark World. It'd be a bit hard now, though, wouldn't it? A bit now, yeah. But, you but know, anything's possible. After the next film, who knows? Yep. But they said about Idris Elba, obviously they cast him in the first Thor film when he was a smaller actor. They said if they'd known what a big actor he'd become, they wouldn't have cast him in that smaller role. Well, he's done loads now, hasn't he? Yeah, he'd probably be in Black Panther or something. You know, is that kind he of... would definitely have been in Black yeah. Panther. But, you know, uh, so that's anything else to say about Captain America before we move on to the no, last film. So. Okay, now this is, I watched it again last night. But you watched Justice League for the first time last night about oh, I did. one o'clock in the morning. What do you think of Justice League? I love this film. Do you actually? I really like this film. Oh, interesting. I, I will I'll say the weakest point of this film is the villain. Steppenwolf is the weakest point of this film. Very CGI. Very CGI. And to be honest, considering I thought it was a dark side film. That's what they were built. I think they're leaving And he that even says dark seed at one point. Yeah, because he's his servant. So they're waiting for the next one, are they? Yeah. Right, that makes sense. I understand that a bit more now. He is the weakest point, but even then, that's he's a good character. Um, my favourite character in it is Barry Allen. Fair enough. I just think... He has the humour. Him there. and Cyborg together, they have a little bit of... Cyborg's the forgettable character. For he, me. Is, he is, but there's a scene when they're, they're 
digging the grave to get uh, Superman out. Yeah. And they're having a little chat, and Barry Allen keeps trying to fist yeah, bump fist him, bump, and he's yeah. like, is this racially acceptable? And yeah. That's a good scene. There's some really funny moments in it. I think, to be honest, the whole film is done really well. The only One of the negatives I'd say is, I'd liked a bit more Superman, but I understand why they didn't and couldn't. Right. Because of the story. Three things. I may have over shot it with three things definitely two things that's fine one thing they really left Superman out of all the marketing but yeah. you knew he was going to be in it yeah but you I get why because to be honest he's, he's a he's a break glass in the case of emergency that's what he is in the film really yeah but right and I said that I'd have liked more but I get why they couldn't have they couldn't have had more because literally the moment he's, he's, he's back he solves the problem yeah I would have loved and they had it they had it on set him in the black suit I want, oh do they have the suit they had the black suit and they never used it because unfortunately, now this is this is unfortunate. Zack Snyder had to step away from the film because his in real life his daughter committed suicide. Oh no, really? Uh, and he just felt he couldn't carry on. That is fair enough. So, but he was only part of the way through the film. So Joss Whedon came in. Now Joss Whedon has got a load of flack for this because any anyone who doesn't like the film blames Joss Whedon. Never mind the fact that they probably also slated Batman vs Superman and slated Man of Steel, which was all Zack Snyder. They're now like, we want to see Zack Snyder's version. It's like, yeah, but he didn't complete his version. You you can't. Do you That's know what I mean? It works. And also, you probably would have slated that as well. Yeah. Uh, I do know that Joss Whedon did cut out a lot. Because it's actually one of the shortest films. It's under two hours. It's two hours. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just under just. Yeah. And that was Joss Whedon who did that. He thought... If you count the... The, the credit scenes is probably a bit closer, but oh, no, no, that's including yeah. that. Yeah, but it, it is a lot shorter. Like considering that Wonder Woman is two and a half. Yeah, well, I just told you I watched the extended version of uh, Batman vs Superman. It's three hours. That's a long set. Now, obviously, um, Wonder Woman and Batman vs Superman don't have any like credit scenes or anything. Yeah, but this one does. This one does. Two, two, one fun one, one and one fun, which is locked. a good scene where Barry Allen and Superman. Are, tr- are about to race and you don't see the outcome no and it's again it's the humour of yeah. Superman going if you lose you're out of the team I will say negative on the Flash only one because I really like the Flash as well his running it's very weird it's it very, is weird it's floppy also it's I don't floppy. like how they're I know it's part of the character I don't like how much electrical stuff is around him when he's running like in, in yeah. normal speed my one of my favourite moments of that film yeah. is just after he, they've brought Superman back. Yeah, and I know what you're going to say. The Flash is running around, and you just see Superman's eye just turn at normal speed, it's and, actually... and, and uh, very loudly as my girlfriend's asleep on on the sofa. I went, "Oh, it's going to go down." Yeah. Well, honestly, <laughs> sort of at the cinema, it was like a. Oh. I bet it was because you first of all you see his eye go because you, you're going, "Is he?" Is yeah. it going to happen? You see his eye go, and then his head turns. And you're like, oh, The no. only one who can keep up with the Flash. Like, oh, and no. the Flash has never had that. No. So the fact that his eye is travelling at the same time as him, is like, what? So, and you see it in the Flash's face. <gasps> you see his eye go, and then you see the Flash go, what? <laughs> yeah. And then his head turns, and you see the Flash go, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But that is, that's one of the best scenes, actually, the film. The whole, it is. When he comes back, and he's not 100% there. Yeah. And I think, how did you not just kill them all? I know. And I do think, considering Aquaman is Aquaman, he spends a lot of time not near water uh, in that I film. I would say I was disappointed with Aquaman in that film. That, I get that. I thought he was going to be better, and I will say in his own film, he's way better. I've heard it's a really good film, and I look forward to seeing yes. it. But they spend a lot of time nowhere near water, and the one time he gets really brought in, I'm like, oh, you pushed that you were near water. Yeah. It's when they first kind of have their little face off against Steppenwolf and underground. Also, he meets Mira, and she creates a bubble. Yeah. So they can talk. They don't have that in Aquaman. They don't know bubbles. Oh, really? No, they just talk. They just talk underwater. 
fair enough. Yeah, because they, they haven't went... decided that yet. No, they... basically, I don't think either Zach or Josh wanted to deal with that aspect. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know no, what? It's not even his film. We'll just make a bubble. We'll just but, make um, a bubble. No, that was good. It was there was a lot of good moments in in that film. It is though. Now you have literally only just. I have. It. I am. I could very much still be on first time watch buzz. I watched it. Was a bit disappointed with it, and then forgot about it. I will be watching it again within the next couple of weeks because my partner will want to watch the rest of it. So I will be able to give a more honest opinion, I think, because I really... I, I mean, either way, I did enjoy this film. I watched it when it came out of the cinema and then I watched it again yesterday. I'd like to have seen it in the cinema. I think that would have been... Well, that's my thing with the... I, the... I try to, but because of the kids, They're I just big don't get time. Epic. They're big and epic. Yeah. But my biggest problem with DC overall, there's so many things in Batman vs Superman that are set for things that haven't happened yet. And they were obviously meant to happen in Justice League. But still haven't happened. Oh, what do you mean? Like the Flash going back in time. The Flash warns. You have a vision of Superman controlling the future. You have dark side, side whatever, dark side symbol on the ground. Like the everything thing, everything yeah. is setting up dark side and all that kind of stuff. But we haven't got there yet. No, it's, and I'm it's like, a slow burner. There's too much planning. Because it's to the point of, the forward planning shouldn't ruin the film you're watching. No. You shouldn't need to know. Too much. Yeah. And I do think that's an overarching problem that the DC has had. They've had so much planning that they just forgot to make the decent films themselves. Uh, but I wasn't expecting you to like Justice League as much as I you know, did. I know I did. I really like it. But it's going to be interesting. So, Captain America the First Avenger versus Justice League. I mean, it's Justice League. You know what? Me too. Yeah, and you know what? Even if I hadn't liked this film as much as I do, if it had just been a an alright film, I think I still have chosen it over Captain. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Cap just doesn't... It's not the, the thing interesting is, right, enough for me. What I have it's got is... In it. It's got Batman in it. Yep. Which, to be honest, is probably my... It's not my favourite Batman. Do you know what, though? That's one of the elements I like of this film. Batman is not invincible in this film. No. After his fight, his, his encounter with Superman, yeah. I'm thinking, you got internal bleeding. He, 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 no, he even says something bleeding. Yeah, something's bleeding. <laughs> when he gets, when he gets, they get back, and he's taking his stuff off, and yeah. Diane has to help him, and he's got the huge bruises all up his side. Yeah, you know, it, you you see that he is just a man, and it, it, when he picks Barry up, yeah. Barry goes, so what, "What's your what's your power again?" He goes, "I'm rich." rich. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? That that sums it up perfectly. No, I would definitely choose that. I found it enjoyable. It got the humor right for me as well, and for me, that's a big thing in any film. I like the humor. I think it was messy. It is messy. They're it's all messy. It's not going to be one of my favourite superhero films, but I do like group things. The only thing that I really, really wish that they'd done, which I'm guessing hopefully will be next time, Green Lantern. Well, the thing is... They're was, shown, they're, they're yeah, hinted at. The Green Lantern core were in that film. Yes. So we've given our score now. So we've got we've got our result. MCU, seven points. DCEU, seven is points. It's a draw? It's a draw. Oh, pants. You know what? If you'd seen Aquaman... <laughs> Mind you. What was it against? The Avengers. <laughs> oh, it wasn't going to win, was it? Let's be honest. No, not for me. But it's interesting because this is it. We do tend to write off DC. We films. do. They've done Film well. for film, it's seven apiece. It is equal. But Hang it's on. a draw, is it? It's, Generally, it's it, an overall from, draw. From the score, it's, it's seven versus seven. Which I think means we, we need to stop kind of pushing DC aside Well, no, bit. what I think we should do is when DCEU have more films out, they've done ten films... We'll do this again for the next five. Yeah. And then see how, how it's going. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, we, you know, because you haven't seen Aquaman, we didn't even get to the event. No. Which is that's my, very true. It's my favourite film of all time. It's a good film. It is a good <laughs> uh, film. And you know what? After Wonder Woman, 
after Aquaman, which you've not seen yet. They are up in their game. They now. are up in their game. They, they, they are. They had a rocky start, and we all know that. It will be interesting because one of the biggest complaints has been the lack of humor. Shazam is basically a comedy film. I mean, is the, the trailers look alright for it for me. I'm not sold on it yet. I like, but the I trailers, will be seeing but it. I like the trailers, but there is a risk it could go cheesy. We've got that. We've got the Birds of Prey film. It's got a much longer film title involving Harley Quinn, and also there apparently the plan is to start filming the Batman film in November. Oh, uh, standalone. Yeah, then. and we're still waiting to see what they're going to do about Flashpoint. Now, standalone Batman, will they end up just doing a Joker, or will they bring someone else in? They should bring someone else in. Depends if it's connected. Well, as in connected as in Affleck. Yeah. And it might not be. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, that that will annoy me. It's Matt Reeves who directed the last couple of um, Planet of the Apes films. Right. And there's a big deal that maybe Ben Affleck doesn't want to do anymore. Oh, no, Maybe already. Matt Reeves doesn't want Ben Don't Affleck to do anymore. sign up to a massive character. Well, put it this way. Amy Adams was asked how many more contracts she's got for a Lois Lane, and she said she thinks she's done. She thinks they're rebooting. <laughs> yeah. But they're getting good. Yeah. They're just sorting themselves out a bit. Yeah. Oh, that's annoying. So, on that bombshell, as they'd say on Top Gear. How have you brought Top Gear into this? Why Why not bring Top Gear into this? <laughs> We're not manly enough to bring a car show into I'd a geek like podcast. Top Gear. I haven't watched it for a long time. I mean, even. Not so- I watched the first episode when Matt LeBlanc was doing it. I haven't Chris seen Evans. it without Chris Evans. No, I watched that first episode and went, nah, I'm alright. I tried to watch a few more. But then Chris Evans quit. And it was, we're now talking about Top Gear. That's your fault, though. I'm not taking it. I just wanted to say on that bombshell. What's next episode, Liam? Well, is it not our romantic episode? It's Valentine's special. Oh, I'm going to buy you a present. You're and a Valentine's card. It's going to be romantic themed, though, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. We're not sure exactly what we're going to do. No. But it'll be romantic as hell. Emphasis on hell. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be your romantic hell. It will be. Because I, I hate you. Right, oh. Well, don't forget you can like and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud directly. Where else can you listen to us, Tobias? We connect on Twitter, which is at the manic. Two ends in manic. Yeah, we say all the interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah, we do. You can also follow us individually i'm at mr mandy pants and tobias is at tobias nichols nice and simple it's my name <laughs> until next time we'll see you in two weeks look after yourself see love you later, people bye.